And now, broadcasting from their secret hideout, Checkpoint XP presents a show about comic books and superheroes. Robbie Landis, Joe Sloan, The Other Identity. Comic, a movie. No, it's a podcast. It's The Other Identity. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the next issue. Now, if you're new here to the show, we uh, are obviously a show about comics, uh, comic culture, and we come from Checkpoint XP. Each week at 1 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP, if you want to catch us live, we talk about the world of comics at large. Oh, apparently we do this at 1 p.m., Joe, not noon. Nope, we do it at noon now. Okay, we do it at noon now. (laughs) So we've been on break for a minute, and apparently we used to do this at 1. We're switching it up. It's now at noon. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't crazy when I was trying to remember what time we start the show at the other day. (laughs) No, I guess you weren't. It was really weird, too, because I'm like, all right, we'll get done at about 1 o'clock, and that, wow, that's two whole hours before we have to be anywhere. I always felt like it went a lot quicker than that. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually better. This will give me time to actually get down to the station and get the uh, video equipment for for Sarah tonight at the show, that'll be way easier. All right, great, great. Now, before we do actually get into today's show, uh, I would like to remind our listeners that we don't just do comics. Checkpoint XP is the nation's first syndicated talk show dedicated entirely to esports and gaming. You can find out more over at CheckpointXP.com. Make sure to also follow us on our social medias at CheckpointXP on Twitter and Facebook, Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. And of course, uh, from our flagship show to the daily shows, we also have low team damage and Overwatch talk show checkpoint 76 for fallout 76 and tons of other forms of content for every single type of gamer so enough of that we're going to get into what we're talking about today which is going to be aquaman but before we talk about jason momoa and what could arguably be one of the best dc movies to date i first want to ask joe you saw the new captain marvel trailer right Yes. Uh, so yeah, the new the new Captain Marvel trailer was uh, that's actually everything I like in one of like the you know like because you always have like the first trailer which shows you almost nothing and then you have the second trailer which is like where you really get into it. The third trailer is like when you when I think of a teaser trailer, this is exactly what it's just a little bit more. All the scenes that I'm excited about are just extended by like an extra second and a half <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Like, it's just a little bit more of everything that I want to see to, like, get me more excited for it. Well, I still don't feel like it really told us much else. I mean, obviously, we knew that it was taking place during the Kree and the Skrull Skrull War. So, you you know, you're going to get Kree and Skrull stuff. Uh, You get a better look at some of her powers and some of the effects, which is obviously awesome. And They're top-notch. Yeah, and you get more of, like, the bantery sort of stuff. Um, the the scene where they're sitting in that diner and, you know, she's explaining what the scrolls are and he's like, well, how do I know you're not a scroll? And she photon blasts the jukebox and goes, photon blasts? Scrolls can't do that. <laughs> and he's just like, well, okay, sure. <laughs> oh, that's a thing, is it? Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. great. Yeah, I mean, we got to see more of her with her, with her weird helmet on, mm-hmm. uh, which, by the way, I love that they've kept the helmet. That someone uh, didn't look at that and go, no, that's ugly. Let's not put that in there. Right, because like, like I, even if it had been me, I would have probably like looked at Captain Marvel helmet from the from the comics and been like, you know what, maybe we can do better than that. I love that they just end up saying, no, 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 we can make that work. It, we can make it work, and they did. You know, yeah. In a previous episode, when we were talking about the costumes in Titans, you know, we talked about this idea, like how there are certain costumes that maybe you should just do your own thing. 
Prior to seeing this, I might have told you that Captain Marvel with the little mohawk thing was one of them. Nah, Marvel's like, fuck it, we can do it. And they did. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that we saw, like, with Luke Cage uh, later on when he's, uh, we see him, like, get the original costume for a minute and be like, this is dumb. Uh, Their willingness to, like, acknowledge, like, the kind of campiness of those older, you know, looks and and superheroes. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, in this case, actually keep it and just kind of modernize it and bring it into the the forefront. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no, I thought they did really, really well. Um, Still confused on exactly who slash what role uh, Jude Law is serving in the film. And apparently from what I've been reading from some of the interviews and quotes from some of the actors, specifically Brie Larson, she's pretty confused about it too and isn't exactly sure who he is. So, yeah. Uh, it's definitely because like they obviously wanted to make uh, Nick Fury, uh, Samuel L. Jackson kind of the uh, supporting, like, side supporting kicky yeah. character. Yeah, it's almost like we're getting like a buddy cop movie uh, with Samuel L. Jackson as like the rookie in this case, uh, which like that's how it like plays to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that leaves Jude Law's character because I, I assume he's supposed to be like the mentor figure. Uh, yes, I, I I do still think like I think he is Marvel, but I think that there's going to be a bigger twist that is going to deviate from the comics. I I think that he's going to end up serving, if not the main antagonist, he he's by the end of the film, he's not going to be one of the good guys in some way, whether it's a, a, a straight on turn or whether it's, you know, more one of those things where like he's doing something that he knows isn't right, but it's for some type of greater good. Right. Or if just like what the greater good is, isn't the greater good for Earth. Like, you know, the, the greater oh. good for the universe isn't the greater good for Earth. Ah, okay. Like, like maybe he, you know, we have to destroy Earth to take out the scrolls or something like that type deal. Something, Yeah, something to that effect. Or just that like, hey, I'm going to do this thing that's going to eliminate the scrolls but yeah it's also gonna you know irreparably damage the earth ah that's a good call that's a good call that's what i'm putting my money on because then he's still technically one of the good guys but it gives him and uh and captain marvel a reason to clash that's a that's a good right. call and it gives proper stakes to the cosmic marvel mm-hmm. universe the cosmic marvel universe is always about it being bigger than what's going on on earth that's what is kind of the dividing line between those two things so whereas marvel is going to be you know the kind of he is a good guy in the cosmic universe captain marvel is still has the earth roots right right no i really like that call i really like that call so all right uh the main topic that we wanted to talk about here today of course is uh aquaman we both saw it over the break um apparently a lot of people have saw it uh i'm pretty sure it has officially surpassed one million at the global box office uh, better have uh, surpassed <laughs> one million at the global box office, Robbie. Uh, or, or billion, well sorry. before it came out, <laughs> <laughs> billion, one billion at the global box office. Okay, uh, which of course does put it in the top fifty uh, grossing movies of all time. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, did you think that it was gonna? I mean, I mean, I I, I was gonna enjoy. It. I knew I was gonna enjoy. It. I'm a big fan of Jason Momoa, um, but. Did you think not just us, but that people would enjoy it as much as they have? And it seems like at the most inopportune time, Joe has once again left us. Uh, I was actually curious. I wanted to see how it ended up doing overall on Rotten Tomatoes. Because I know that when it debuted, I think with with people, it was really high. But with critics, it was still sort of uh, it was still sort of middle 
of the road. I think when I went to see it, I remember going in and it was sitting somewhere around a 70-ish. Uh, so apparently, all right, on Rotten Tomatoes, we have a 65 uh, on the tomato meter and uh, an 80 with audience score. That's honestly, that's not that's not too bad here. Um, so I think for me, the biggest thing about Aquaman, and, and this is something that Joe and I are going to talk about, is we have officially entered, uh, he, and he has officially gone. Joe is gone, and he's back now. I'm back. There, now you're back. All right, we need to that, do something was, about your connection to the uh, to the identity station know, here. That's a terrible name for wherever we do our show. We're not we're not going with that at all. That's it's it's weird too because normally when you have those issues where I seem to drop off, I can still hear you fine. Mm-hmm. Right there, no, I couldn't hear anything either. That was weird. Mm-hmm. That was new. Yeah. So uh, the question I'd asked you is, how do you feel? Uh, um, about Aquaman overall, like, did you expect that it would do this well, not just at the box office, but with right. people? So I thought that this was going to be one. I mean, because all the DC movies have proven that they're going to do well at the box office, probably no matter what. Like, if Batman v Superman can still do that well at the I don't box know, office, just, Justice League uh, didn't it actually lose money technically? I mean, yeah, I think it did. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think just because of how big the budget and the the marketing mm-hmm. budget on it was, it probably did lose money. But I mean, like, it's weird to think of a movie that still made like four hundred million dollars as having lost money. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a weird concept in my mind. But like, that's what I mean to say. Like, nothing is going to like bomb out and go under a hundred million. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, okay, that's that's fair. We'll so, at least see it out of spite. See it for the train right. wreck. <laughs> exactly. People are going to at least go see it for that. So I, I thought Aquaman would do okay. Uh, that said, this was the last movie where I had any kind of inkling like, okay, this one could actually bomb because it's Aquaman. Like, I, mm. people might have that leftover, like, distaste of Aquaman and like, oh, God, it's Aquaman. And to be fair, I think, like, this movie really kind of plays into that. Uh, it, well, it, Aquaman it, has word. always had a sense of like, like, yeah, I know you think I talk to fish, um, and I get where you're coming at from that, but I think that Momoa, at least for me, like I was going for Momoa, regardless of how terrible the movie ended up being, he's always for me, no matter the role he's in, he's a joy to watch, and so I think that he, at least his presence, at the very least, would have counteracted the idea that oh, it's Aquaman, like, come on. How many guys had to take their girlfriends along with them because it's Jason Momoa? That's true. Uh, I mean, even, you know, my, my girlfriend was like, I'm going to see it no matter what, because I want to see Jason Momoa. So, yeah. The hunk factor. The, the hunk factor. I mean, it's kind of like Chris Hemsworth, right? Or, or yep. I mean, to a lesser extent, Tom He's Hiddleston. <laughs> Water Thor. I remember seeing a fan-made yeah. poster and it just said Water Thor. I mean, he pretty much is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I thought um, that Aquaman would, you know, at least, you know, be able to swim on that. Uh, they, yeah, but they uh, for them to do this well, though. No, I did not think Aquaman was going to do this kind of good. But, you know, when you watch the trailers for Aquaman, it was the first one of these movies where you're kind of like, this looks like a Marvel trailer. Uh, the the bright colors, the the fun kind of goofiness. It it reminded me of stealing the trailers for like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, I will definitely give you that. I don't want to give it too much credit for being the first one to seem like Marvel could have made this because I mean, even Wonder Woman, uh, I think is set apart from the Snyder sort of era. Oh, and I I just mean the trailer looked like a Marvel trailer to me. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's probably fair enough too. Um, I mean, obviously both movies, Wonder Woman and Aquaman did still have their, uh, their own 
sort of darkness to it. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, bringing up that point specifically, I, I do think that with the success of this all in Wonder Woman, especially now with the success that they've saw in Aquaman, that they've gotten away from that gritty Dark Knight sort of feel. I, if there was any sort of issue or trouble that the the creative minds behind these movies had maybe trying to get away from that aesthetic like you know they they i think they've finally been able to do that i I think that this point going forward i don't think that if a director comes in and has a vision that they have for this that they are going to get too much uh, resistance from the higher ups going away from that i mean even even shazam which i don't Actually, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I remember hearing that it's not part of the DCU, but then there's all those rumors about them wanting to have uh, Henry Cavill's Superman in it. So who knows? But even Shazam, like, is is grounded a lot more in reality, like like just normal out on the streets reality, than it is in like that sort of darkness I mean, that that like Gotham or Metropolis was. A, a bit. I mean, if I recall, isn't Shazam the one about the little kid who says the magic word and turns into a superhero? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Shazam, I think it can be a little bit ridiculous. It's one of the few, uh, it's one of the first, like, magic um, DC heroes that we're going to see. Yeah. Uh, so, so, of course, Batman's going to hate it. But uh, for well, all isn't the magic, like Superman's weakness, too. Yes, magic is one of Superman's weaknesses. That magic. is that is, that is canon. He is weak to magic, and Batman just hates it because he can't explain it. Um, so I think it's cool that we're going to start seeing like because I'd love to see like Zatanna. Uh, and- oh, well, speaking of, we'll actually we'll 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 get to that once we're done with Aquaman here. I have I have some news for you. Oh boy, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah. So uh, Aquaman, uh, yeah, it was the first DC movie that I saw that really didn't seem super afraid of color and fun. Like, I thought Wonder Woman, while it did start, like, you know, Themyscira was, of course, you know, beautiful to look mm-hmm. at and a, and a lot of fun. Um, it's still, like, it used the, the World War II setting. Or, Which was appropriate for the dark grittiness, sure. It absolutely was, mm-hmm. but it still, it, it, it found a way to justify keeping that dark and grittiness, whereas Aquaman just said, no, no, no. This is going to be kind of a silly story. This is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really actually ended up appreciating that. Even though the whole movie, I was kind of sitting there like, this is really stupid. I wasn't getting angry about it being really stupid. What, I was just what, like kind of laughing. See, he, because I, I feel that, that same thing when, when I watch a DC show and, and certain things happen when I say, oh, that's stupid. Like, like it, there are things where I'm like, you really couldn't have found a better way to explain that or, or a different way to go about doing that. Like everything that happened in Aquaman, it was kind of just like, Oh man, it's really difficult to put into words, but you're just like, yeah, okay, yep, that's that's probably about how that should go. So why was it okay in Aquaman? You know, why, why was it something that that we laughed off in, like, like for example, in Titans when when uh, Dick burns his just outside of the the asylum? Like now is the time yeah. that I need to to burn my Robin attire right here in front of this asylum where I became a mass murderer. It's just like are like are you kidding me? Get right, back doesn't make to your any safe sense. house and then do whatever you need to to you know symbolically leave your past behind. Right, like there's big there's things like that where it just it kind of takes you out of it. But Aquaman because with didn't. Titans, you have uh, it starts off with you know 
he's being Robin and he's stopping a drug deal and it's really brutal and gritty and dark and it's it's very grounded in the real world. It's like, oh my god, this is superheroes in the real world, not in this superhero-esque world. And then he does something silly like that. When, you know, is it is it weird when Aquaman goes to a dinosaur island in the middle of the Earth? Yes, it is weird. But then again, I was also just in an Atlantean Coliseum with basically like fish people going, we will rock you as I fight my brother. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. When you set the stage to be ridiculous, you're allowed to do ridiculous things. So okay, that's... which set the stage in reality, I expect reality. You're right. That's that's probably fair. They they, they kind of built. By the it. way, none of those things I said were fake. They were all real things that happened. Yeah, they 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 kind of uh, roll it into Arthur's character. Um, and and they make it endearing more than anything else. You know, when when they're at the uh, the place in the Sahara where they need water, and uh, he's like, "I could have just peed on it." Like, <laughs> really? Are we are we fifth graders? But I called it like like as she's doing her little thing. Like I leaned over to uh, Katie, and I'm like, "Why doesn't he just pee on it?" <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, at the, I do have a question about that Sahara scene. Mm-hmm. How did they get out of there? Huh. Well, after they do the thing in the Sahara and they find the the map and where they're supposed to go, how did they get out of there? Because they didn't have an airplane and they can't walk and they can't swim. How did they get out of there? How did they get to like that city? Why? Why, uh, why couldn't they walk? Well, I mean, I guess you could walk, but like they were like drowning of thirst before they found the place, and the Sahara is a big place. They used. Uh, the the thing, the magical sand mover thing. Sure, sure. I I literally was sitting there in the next scene, and I'm like, Sarah, how'd they get out of there? And she's like, I have no idea. Okay, you you know why that probably didn't jump out to me at all is huh. after they found that. I think the scene directly after that it goes down to Atlantis, where King Orm is officially recruiting Black Manta. Right, right. Yeah, they they, they break it up. Bathroom as fast as I could because I'm like, oh, this is evil bad guy stuff. I know exactly what's happening. And then I got back and they were already in the city. I never even questioned it. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's. I can see, like, if you came back, you just assume, like, something happened to get them out of there, but nothing did. They, they literally are in that tomb getting the map, and then in the next scene, they're in the city, and you're like, wait, how, how wait, huh? Mm-hmm. How'd you, that's impressive. Really, really quick, I just, I, I have to share this because I found it so hilarious, and, and it was essentially, like, exactly what you were just saying. Uh, Penny Arcade actually did a comic about Aquaman, uh, and uh, Tycho's like, all right, I just, okay, hang on. You went to see Aquaman in a theater. Aquaman, the water guy? And it was good? I mean, yeah. I don't, he controls fish. And Gabe says, whoa, whoa. He doesn't control fish. That's fucked up. He understands fish. Yeah, he talks to him. And they respect him for it. And then what? Okay, imagine an incredible battle scene, but it's all like fish. <laughs> I cannot tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big things uh, for me about Aquaman is that I, I walked out of that movie and I would say lines like, you know, yeah, the part where he went to the dinosaur island at the center of the earth. And I meant it. Or, his mom, where his mom was. Right. Or or I say lines like, uh, or the part where he gets the giant volcanic crab demon monster and fights with that. And I meant it. That was like, cool. It was cool. But I was, I'm sitting here in the theater as he comes out on that thing and I'm like... 
wait, where'd he get that? That, that is, was, is that a thing in the ocean? No, no, no. That, that was the thing that was protecting the trident. Really? I thought he, I, I thought this was something he got in addition to that. Cause I thought the, the crab people summoned the big crab volcanic monster. No, no. That was him coming up out of the center of the earth with that, uh, that mystical, mythical thing. Oh, I thought that was two different things. No. It's not protecting the trident anymore. He's just going to leave it down there. That's like the mount that you get along with it. That's your achievement mount. I listen. I I, didn't, I understood why he brought the giant tentacle monster with him. I just thought that I didn't realize the crab demon was also the giant tentacle monster. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. a little more sense. Then. <laughs> just, just a Again, little. Again, these bit, are all though. real things we're seeing. Okay, I, I think the only the only part that sort of rubbed me the wrong way was he comes back. He has the trident, like he's going to be the new king. But then they spend like fifteen minutes just killing all of his soon to be future vassals. Yeah, I'm like, can't you just be like, guys? No. Yeah, like you've got the you've got the trident. Aren't you allowed to? You're you're officially king of the, all the different ocean mm-hmm, kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Don't you just get to say? No, stop it. Yeah. Also, uh, do you appreciate that they actually went with the name Ocean Master and made sure to say it to us no less than like 12 <laughs> times in the movie? Uh, I guess I thought it was kind of dumb. I everyone thought it was kind of dumb. Ocean I mean, really Master. I am I will be Ocean Master. Okay, so that's like not just a stupid name you came up with. That's the actual title. That's that, oh, yeah. that's what you're going with. Okay, I, I guess, and I'm glad they let you keep the stupid mask. Uh, okay, so we do have to talk about the best character in the movie, uh, Willem Dafoe, uh, as Willem Dafoe. First of all, did anyone else realize that Willem Dafoe was going to be in this movie until no. the moment Willem Dafoe was in this movie? No, I did not realize for a minute that Willem Dafoe was in that movie, and then we got to the scene, and Sarah and Rob both look at me and go, is that... Is that fucking Willem Dafoe? And I had to, I was the one who was like, no, I would know if Willem Dafoe's, a, oh, hey, that's Willem Dafoe. It's absolutely Willem Dafoe. Uh, obviously, we knew Jason Momoa. Big, big headlines about Amber Heard. Um, even whoever the dude was who played King Orm. But at, at no place during any of this movie was I aware that, that first of all, not just Willem Dafoe, Nicole Kidman or Dolph Lundgren was in this. Yeah, the supporting cast of this movie really kind of went under the radar because of Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to talk about a guy who kind of stole the spotlight on this movie, how did this supporting cast not, like you say, Nicole Kidman? Uh, what I mean, was the Dolph- last thing she was even in? I have no idea the last time I've seen Nicole Kidman in anything. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah. So for them to get that kind of cast and that, like for that to fly under the radar, for those to all just be like pleasant surprises as you like are watching the movie, that really was to the movie's credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if if you want to know the last thing that I saw Nicole Kidman, oh my god, what are all these things? Yeah, uh, right. I'm actually looking it up. Uh, I mean, she's been in a lot, but I haven't seen anything since. Oh, jeez. That 2004, and I haven't seen any of these. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess I saw her in Moulin Rouge. I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. The last thing that I actually saw her in was Moulin Rouge. Now, again, there's like 30 things see- she's been in since then, but right. still. Uh, just not things I didn't see. I didn't see The Golden Compass. I didn't see Bewitched. Or Paddington. I didn't see... What the heck is secret in their eyes? The killing of a sacred deer? What are these movies? 
This 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 is why we haven't seen Nicole Kidman recently. Did, did she go work in another country making movies? <laughs> I've never even heard of these. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, yeah, she was in Batman Forever. Oh thank goodness. Okay, I, I'm like, see, when we were leaving, I'm like, she was in a Batman movie, wasn't she? Yeah, she's the perverted psychi- psychiatrist who's super like sexually into Batman. Oh, there you go. Yep, one of his girlfriends. That's so right. she has been in two DC movies. This this was her better one, I think. <laughs> this was yeah. her better one. Th- thoroughly her better one. Let's talk about King Orm for a second here. All right. Because um, uh, I've actually been seeing quite a few, like, like looking back on 2018, uh, you know, like the superheroes. And, and one of the big headlines is that 2018 was the year of like the socially conscious supervillain, like like villains that you can actually relate to. Right. Um, obviously, you have Killmonger. Uh, you have uh, Ghost to a certain extent from Ant Man and the Wasp. Obviously, totally. you, have, you have Thanos as well. Yep. And I think that that and, and they put King Orm up there as well. And I and, and I do. I do think I liked King Orm in some some of his motivations, but only in specific scenes. I think overall, I still feel like he was a little on the annoying, spoiled, entitled side. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, it's almost by virtue of him being King Orm. Like, if he was not king, I feel like he would have been more like tolerable. But to your Maybe. point. In the scene where they literally just throw all of our trash back onto the shore, I was kind of like, well, yeah. No, I mean I get it. No, <laughs> I get it. I, get it. I looked. I looked at my uh, moviegoers and I was like, um, "Right, like we're supposed to be on on the side of that, right? That seems like a good thing to do." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish it was that easy to get all the trash out of the ocean. Well, I, I think the scene that really spoke to me that n- not even just to King Orm, but to to the movie as a whole, and, and I wish that that more. I think that more, not even just superhero movies, but more movies when you have an antagonist and protagonist need to do this. Uh, Infinity War did it amazing. There were so many moments like this with Thanos. Uh, specifically, uh, um, the one that jumps out the most is when he takes Gamora back like to where his throne room is and they have like that exchange. But for Aquaman, when they're down in the sort of like antechamber before they do their fight and, uh, you know, Orm's being Orm. And then, uh, you know, Arthur gives him these, this, this speech about how, you know, like I used to dream about meeting you and, you know, you're, you're my younger brother. Like, you know, I, we should love each other. You know, I, I just wanted someone, you know, who knew what I was going through. And then Orm, you know, responds back about how, you know, that might've been a different life, but, you know, he blames Arthur for their mother's death. Like, like that whole scene there where like, you know, they're speaking to each other, you know, with no, no filter, you know, it's really heartfelt. And like, like that scene really broke my heart. And I wish we would have had more, more things like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, that scene was one where we got a lot of, it was very real. Like that was like a lot of those emotions. I obviously you wouldn't articulate them so well, but if you met your brother for the first time and you had all that baggage, like mm-hmm. I feel like those are things that you would want to say to each other. You, you there would be a lot of like questioning, like why can't we just be a family? Like why can't we? Aren't we supposed to get along? Isn't that like how this is supposed to work? Why why does this situation have to be the way that it is? You're right. That was a very powerful scene. Well, and kudos to the way that they handled it too, because you're you're right. That is something that's been building up in you for years, and you'd want to say when you first met. But obviously, the first time that they meet, Arthur is chained up in front of this court where he's being judged. You know, and and their first meeting isn't the way that it's supposed to go. And these things don't actually come out until like like we're about to 
like a battle to the death. Like it's too late now. Like if we don't say them, this is the last chance we're going to get to say them. Yeah. And I don't know what I expect from an Aquaman two. Like, I mean, he's, he's, he's King now, you know, does, does Aquaman two still take place under the sea? Is it going to be something, you know, uh, above, uh, I have no idea, but you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what Aquaman two can do with more stuff between, uh, Arthur and, and Orm. Yeah. I, I mean, with Aquaman two, I would think that you'd see more of a tie towards like the justice league or something like that. Um, you know, where we, they're dealing with a more, uh, hum, human threat, uh, or rather something that threatens all of earth versus, uh, just more Atlantis. Um, I think if we get an Aquaman 2, I mean, obviously you could have a build up towards something like Aqualad and uh, where, see where that goes. Mm. That would be interesting to me. I mean, again, though, I'm, I just come off young, watching Young Justice, so I'm kind of all about Aqualad right now because he's, really, <laughs> he's, really, he's really good in it. He's really interesting. And he's voiced by Cyborg, which is great. Oh, interesting. Um, all right. You know, so, uh, 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 speaking of that, then let's let's talk about the greater DCU. Cause I feel like every time a DC film comes out and it's good specifically, people talk about how this is supposed to affect the rest of it. For, for, first so, of all, so both times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the DC universe is still in complete shambles. Um, I've, I've seen no less than three headlines this past week about who's going to be taking over the mantle of uh, Batman from Batfleck. Yep. Uh, last rumor I heard is that uh, Michael C. Hall, the guy who played Dexter, is interested. Okay. Well, first of all, d- again, I, I feel like like when I see someone like that, I think it's the same problem I always see with Batman. Good Bruce Wayne, bad Batman. Good Batman, bad Bruce Wayne. Well, the problem that I have is, do so are you just recasting him and like the next Batman? It's like like are you, are you pulling a Mark Ruffalo? You're just putting him in, and we're supposed to go with it. Right. I mean, it worked with Mark Ruffalo. I don't know. It worked great with Mark Ruffalo, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it can be done. uh, But yeah, I think that's actually what you almost have to do at this point, because you've got, uh, you know, you've got two Joker movies coming up. I don't even want to talk about that Joker with a Joker crap. Oh, my God. I know. It's it's so utterly painful. Mm -hmm. Like. I, why is it that like DC can't figure out that like yes the Joker is probably the greatest villain of all time, but he only works as a foil to Batman. Yeah, so that's, I mean that's the only context he makes any sense in. Does does the DCU even attempt to build towards something? Because uh, speaking back, you mentioned you wanted to see some Satana. Uh, there are rumors um, that that I think are pretty substantiated that currently there are three new DC properties that are in the works. Zatanna is one of them. Blue Beetle is one of them. And Plastic Man is one of them. Okay. Well, two of those make sense to me. Uh, I don't know about Plastic Man. <laughs> uh, Blue Beetle is very interesting. And again, I, I, having just come off Young Justice, Blue Beetle's great in that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Zatanna is awesome. I would love to see them build towards doing like a Justice League Dark. By the way, the like the dark grim, the grim, dark, broody Batman works in Justice League Dark. So I would not mind like seeing like Swamp Thing, Dead Man, 
um, and Zatanna working towards okay. Justice League Dark. Or, and, uh, I mean, I mean, and, and, and all of that sounds great, but what that also sounds like is that they might as well just reset the DCU at this point. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that the Flash movie has been put on a hiatus, by the way. Um, which was something I was actually looking forward to, especially yeah, with sucks. with the way that they that they've done Aquaman. I think that a Flashpoint Paradox movie would have been pretty great. Um, you know, you know what? You, you and I had an interesting conversation the other day about how the DC animated movies they never feel like they're connected. They're always set in their own universes. It seems mm-hmm. like it's you know it's they're all one shots basically. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that isn't kind of what needs to happen with the the DC extended universe, because you know what, as I just talked about justice league dark, that's when it dawned on me that like, you know what the Batman who works in justice league, isn't the Batman who works in justice league dark, the Batman who works in flashpoint paradox, isn't the Batman who works in, uh, you know, the death mm. of Jason Todd. They are all wow. because, because those stories have always been, there's so many different writers, you know, there's the, uh, the brew breaker years for, uh, for Batman. And there, there's so many different writers who have done that stories and told them in very different ways. All the big storylines for DC require kind of different interpretations of the characters. And that isn't always the case with Marvel. That is a extremely good point. Uh, let me ask you this though. If DC were to just do that for the movies, do, do their sort of just one shots because of the, the bar that Marvel has set, you don't think that and not even necessarily as us this is just, just talking about consumers in general. You don't, you don't think that, that, viewers would feel like they were missing out on some type of extra potential there? Maybe. I I mean, so uh, at my core, I say yes to that, but at the same time, the DC movies I've enjoyed the most have been Aquaman and Wonder Woman, which work perfectly fine as one-shots. Yes, but they're still going to want to do you know, DC's still going to want their Avengers, right? They're they still going to want their movie that brings in the $2 billion. And do you drive the same amount of hype if you're just like, all right, here comes a Justice League movie that has nothing to do with any of the movies we've put out before that is entirely recast? Yeah, I, so there's going to have to be... You're right, because they'll what Marvel pulled off with Avengers was magic it was lightning in a bottle i don't know that anything like it will ever happen again uh if they're going to try and do something with justice league i mean at this point because you're already going through this problem with batman having to be recast i feel like yeah you're gonna have to like kind of set a precedent that you can pick and choose from your canon like what is what works and what is going to be recognized like I don't know another way to do it. I think unless you want to start all over with Batman because you're going to have to or write Batman out which you can hardly do Justice League stuff without him. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you go uh without saying you know, like uh yeah. So we're going to, you know, Wonder Woman is canon and uh, Aquaman is canon. Uh and what nothing else is. I think they're just going to continue to flounder, pun intended. Um, yeah. like, like, even when you talk about these new movies coming out, you know, even if they decided, all right, let's, let's shelve the Justice League stuff for a while, let people forget it before we try it again and focus on like a Justice League dark with Zatanna, Blue Beetle, uh, sure. you know, let's bring in Constantine, which would be great, by the way. Um, especially if they got, uh, I forget his name, the guy who plays him in CW though. 
Um, but even even when you talk about starting to 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 use those characters, I just look back and I'm like, you're you're leaving something half finished. You know why why isn't Ezra Miller getting his movie? Um, why are right. you doing absolutely nothing whatsoever with Cyborg? I actually thought like the the little bit of Cyborg we got in Justice League. Uh, you know, I was going into it not knowing what to expect because a lot of people were uh, really shitting on uh, I forget who plays him, but on his performance as Cyborg. But I honestly thought that he did a really great job and would have loved to see you know something else with Cyborg. But yeah, I just I so, don't know that they know what the hell they're doing except how can we make money fast. Here's here's what they could do, and I mean they would never be able to spin it as like we planned this all along. But they could do like okay, we're kind of out of options. They could do something along the lines of Crisis on Infinite Earths and say that like the Snyderverse movies are one Earth, the Aquaman and Wonder Woman are a different Earth, and this is like all the different timelines converging together. They could do something like that, and then at the conclusion of that, have their new canon universe, basically like their rebirth universe. Man, I don't know. I mean, look, even Suicide Squad, they're doing a second Suicide Squad that is supposed to be a reboot, but not a reboot, and it has uh, James Gunn on it, so, like, I'm uh, willing to give it a try. But even, uh, uh, oh, what's his are name? Are they still doing um, Gotham City Sirens? Is that still happening? Uh, who, who Or was knows? it Birds of Prey? Was it Birds of, it was Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey, yes. Yep, that, there's another one that's happening. Uh, they're supposed to be doing a Harley Joker offshoot uh, thing, I think. I, I don't know. It's... Kill me. It's so terrible. And then, I mean, look, even, even Whedon couldn't save uh, uh, Justice League. I know. Well... I mean, I I don't want to throw that squarely at the feet of Joss Whedon. I mean, he had to come kind of inherit the no, project you're right. midway you're right. through. You're, you're absolutely right. It'd have been very different. I feel like if he'd have been able to do it, you know, his own vision from the start. Which, Maybe. by the way, I'd love to see that. Uh, uh, that. That's one of the reasons why I'm interested to see what Gunn does with uh, Suicide Squad Two, since since I think he's going to you know have control of it from the beginning till the end. But, yeah, I, but that could be interesting. <sighs> And here's you're right. It could be interesting, and I think that that if that's the case, we're going to leave Suicide Squad two thinking that was a great movie, but it's soured by the same conversation we're having right now, which is yes, it was a great movie, but how does that fit into the overall? Oh, right, the overall DCU is a fucking mess. Right. So I mean, like if they did something along the lines of you know bringing in Earth two or establishing Earth two. I mean, you could you could make some of this work like you could then like canonly move away from the Snyder uh, based movies and kind of establish your, you know, your new 52 or your rebirth era uh, movies. You could do it that way. <laughs> Have a I movie just, that just erases the stuff you don't want. I mean, right. Like what I what else can you do if you if you're not going to just call it a flat reboot, you can your option that you're left with is either continue to flounder, which doesn't make any sense or try and t- uh, tie it into a story. And fortunately for you, DC has a few different stories that would allow you to adopt and kind of fix your problems. Here's if what they're going to do. If you have the right person <laughs> behind it who can execute that vision properly. Yeah, first of all, that's that's a bigger question, is who who can do that they would get. But uh, he, he, here's the problem, because because the, the, the same issues that we're seeing right now is the exact same issues that plagued the X-Men universe under Fox, which they tried to do the whole reset thing, and they didn't do it correctly. And By the now, way, did you do you remember that we have an X Men movie coming up this year? I'd completely forgotten. Yes, Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is in June, right? It's it's on its way. Yeah, yeah. So if that's going to be the final Fox X Men movie. I mean, I've, I've got a, I, 
it right won't it be it will be yes yes and, yeah. and, and here's here's what dc is going to do because i see them in the exact same position that x-men was in and what we're talking about doing is the same thing that marvel now has to do with the x-men right i mean yeah you're right because they dealt with the same thing when they did uh first class and days of future past mm-hmm. which by the way i really liked days of future past uh, uh, i really liked the first class that's that's I the like- one you really liked yeah, you're yeah. right. No, I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. No, you're right. It was first class that I really yes. liked. Yes. Damn. So uh, I think we're going to see Marvel find a, a really great, interesting way to bring the X-Men into their universe. Um, and then you're going to see DC try to replicate that to horrible effect. Man, DC can't win for losing, can no. they? No. No, uh, they can't. Because and, 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 and the reason why those two situations are familiar, because I don't think we're going we're gonna to get a movie about the X-Men and like how blah, 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 they come into our universe. But it is incumbent on Marvel to find a way to bring... Because there's certain people you do want to keep. Ryan Reynolds still has to be Deadpool. You're not recasting right. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. And, right, yeah, um, you can't. I've actually seen... I've actually seen... There's some rumors going around because uh, Hugh Jackman is getting ripped again. And people are really? like, people are like, he said he would never do this again after Wolverine because it was such a, a wear and tear on his body. Right? What yeah, is going yeah. on? So now there are some rumors circling that maybe he might actually, for Marvel, be coming back for something. At least do like one movie to pass on the mantle. Maybe. I mean, if, I, if as Hugh Jackman, you are coming back for some reason. It's 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 because Mar because Kevin Feige sat you down and cut you that fat fat check well he cut you the fat check and he showed you a script that you were yeah. th- thought was interesting because, i mean like because i'm pretty sure the that- only problem is like like the only story i could really see hugh jackman coming back to do would be death of wolverine mm-hmm. uh which is a great story in the comics but the it, it would be horribly handicapped by the fact that we already got a wolverine death in logan and we haven't had time with wolverine in the marvel universe to understand why we should care about wolverine dying that's fair. Yeah. Because um, uh, I believe if my memory serves, uh, Jackman has said his one regret, like the one thing that would bring him back would be if uh, if Marvel had the X-Men and he was able to do something with like, you know, the Avengers on screen. Oh, God. To see Wolverine, Captain America. Uh, Wolverine uh, versus video. Hulk. Yeah. Something oh. like that. That would be amazing. Oh, uh, you know what? Okay. Because like. We can both agree that there's no way Wolverine or Hugh Jackman signs on for like a five year deal no. or a five movie deal, right? No, if he's coming back, it's a one shot. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be something that introduces and exits Wolverine from the story. Or, oh, I don't need, like maybe he comes on to do like an old man Logan. Uh, well, and, remember, and, old, old man Logan will, will, first of all, can technically not be considered part of the canon. And secondly, uh, was oh, sort yeah, of like right. alternate, like, like future timeliney sort of thing you know yeah, you're right so i just man, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know how you introduce him and then bounce him in the same yeah film. yeah uh, i mean it's it's probably all just dumb fan speculation but uh you know interesting to think about so <sighs> i don't know so uh, i mean what what is actually what's our next dc it, it's shazam actually i think the next shazam, dc film yeah. is going to be shazam uh yeah because we have shazam in that's what, not wait, no that's not till 2019 oh we're in 2019 <laughs> <laughs> i think like, that's a- next year yeah no i think shazam's in a couple months yeah uh, i think uh, it's right before infinity or uh, end game 
So what what comes after what comes after Shazam then? I mean, is there anything that, that uh, oh after Wonder that Woman actually 77. it would be Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. What is it? Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Wonder Woman yeah. two. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know why I just said Wonder Woman seventy seven. That's not what I was thinking of at all. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. So, man, I I don't know. There, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's still wrong with the the DCU, and and, and, th- and th- this is Marvel's fault. You know, we're we are accustomed to a certain type of curation and and narrative with our superhero films. Um, I mean, you know, they're they're working on Suicide Squad two. There is apparently a apparently Cyborg slated for twenty twenty. Yeah. A- oh, uh, Shazam is uh, April fifth, and oh my god, Endgame is the twenty sixth of April. They are wow. putting those movies out two three weeks apart. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, apparently there's a Green Lantern core movie in production for in pre production for twenty twenty. There's the Batgirl okay. movie still. Okay. I mean, see, this is, again, these are all movies that I want to see in theory. In theory, I want the Green Lantern Corps. I'd love to see a, a good movie about that. But then again, we have to use the right word. Good. Uh, but again, I guess since the Snyderverse has kind of ended, I haven't had one I've really detested. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think if we can just we just need to, to, I guess, drop this this concept of the the DC universe and then just enjoy the movies for what they are. Pretty much. And I mean, that's the same way that we've dealt with the animated movies for DC for a long time. And those are widely regarded as being amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. I mean, do you have anything else to add to that? Because I feel like that's actually pretty good. That's, that's sort of a like good ending, ending thought. Yeah. Is just let's stop thinking about the greater DCU and enjoy these movies for uh, for what they are. Yeah, I think that's a good place to, yeah. to end it. All right, guys. So, uh, you know, as always, make sure that you connect with us on social media. Check PT uh, or no Checkpoint XP on Facebook, Twitter and Checkpoint XP hashtag check. What, what am I doing? I'm stroking out here. <laughs> Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter and Checkpoint underscore inst- uh, Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. <laughs> that's the one show. Take us out. Make sure you guys tune in later today. We're going to be uh, bringing to you Checkpoint XP Daily. Uh, we've got the latest in esports and gaming news. We'll be here every Tuesday at noon. We're going to be bringing you the other identity. Eventually, this show will be available as a podcast. It's not there yet. Uh, we've been. It's the only podcast that we've had any kind of like legal hurdles that we've had to get over with trying to like get like intro and outro music. So this, that's why this one isn't available uh, on an RSS feed yet. Once it is, uh, we've cleared those legal hurdles. We will get these episodes edited together and uh, we'll, we'll get those released to you. But make sure you guys tune in for our other shows, including Checkpoint 76, the Checkpoint XP podcast, Checkpoint XP Daily, uh, and Low Team Damage, of course. Uh, low Team Damage will be coming later tonight, right? Uh, that is correct. So make sure you tune in for that uh, later tonight. Outside of that, guys, that's going to be all. So until next time, will Jason Momoa ever act in anything else? Will this show ever have my camera working again? Find out next time. Same Twitch channel, same Twitch time.